Now joining me to um, chew over what the media has been up to for the past week or so, because we're still going to keep the midweek media watch thing going, even though Karen and the Lately team are taking a break, is Hayden Donnell. Can you hear me there, Hayden? I can, Brian. Thanks very much for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. How are things? Whereabouts are you hold up at the moment? I'm just at my home uh, on the north shore of Auckland. I just want to say that was beautiful. It must be such a countdown for everyone, going from Amalia to me. Yeah, well, never mind. <laughs> Can some, you do? Yeah, well, you know. Um, but there's, there's lots for you to talk about, although unfortunately it's probably the same topic that we've been talking about a lot tonight, isn't it? It's a lot of COVID-19-themed stuff. You're right. Uh, So I guess the first thing that I'd like to mention is that, like a lot of businesses, uh, the media is doing it extremely tough, particularly commercial media, not so much us. But there have been some pretty concerning signs this week coming out of stuff in NZME. Uh, The first thing is NZME, uh, their CEO, Michael Boggs sent an email to all staff this week asking them to take a voluntary 15 days of leave uh, or or they can take a period of leave without pay. Voluntary redundancies are also on the table. And just as an explanation for that, he wrote, you know, as you should be aware, COVID-19 is having an impact on our revenues and it is imperative that we get that we do all we can to get costs down. So obviously NZME's lost a lot of revenue, especially in its whole travel advertising revenue, and they're trying to do their best to get the annual leave liabilities off the books, but it's a bit of an ominous sign going forward. Uh, Stuff is in a very similar position, though they don't seem to be sort of acting as aggressively as as NZME, but they have asked staff to take any excess leave over over and above what they've accrued in the year. So if, if you have six weeks leave owing, You'll be asked to take, you know, the two excess that above what you get in a year. Uh, and and that's a bit hard on staff as well because they might be asked to take annual leave in the middle of a lockdown. It's just these companies acting as best they can to get their liabilities off the books. Well, I guess there are a couple of things that come, that come to mind, um, Hayden. One is that, well, I listen sometimes to, to commercial radio or I look at the paper and I, I look at some of the ads and I think, well, what is that ad for? You, who, who, I can't respond to that ad anymore. I, it's it's something yeah. that, that for the next few weeks, probably months, is just outside of my frame of reference. So, so when it, people are possibly people longer, are not, you know, a lot yeah. of these industries that they they were staples of their uh, their revenue streams are now just going to be offline for so long. I mean, if you think about the travel industry, I mean. Even after we get out of mandatory self-isolation, it's not like the borders are going to be open for some time. Cruise, the cruise industry, which was a big earner for them, I'm not sure that that's going to be coming back in the near future, if at all. You know, there's there's a lot of uh, really intrinsic, quite bad problems with 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 what their business model is, and that advertising money is really hard to see how that will come. Uh, back so i guess the message from this is if you really value journalism now's the time to get a newspaper subscription start mm. paying for that hero premium you know you've got to, if if you don't do that then we're really staring down the barrel of some pretty uh, dire times for the commercial media well the future. other thing is is what access the media has to some of the government assistance i assume that that 
what is that's that they also can qualify for wage subsidies and the like. Well, that, that's what you'd think, you know. And maybe if if it comes down to either laying staff off or them going home with that five hundred and eighty-five dollars from the government and wage subsidy seems, then then surely that would be better. And so I did put that to the an NZME spokesman today, and he said that they are looking hard at all the assistance that the government is offering, but he wouldn't confirm that they are actually taking up that wage subsidy scheme. I'd be surprised if that doesn't come into play somewhere in uh, somewhere in the future. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a bit of conjecture about why they wouldn't take that up, but, I mean, I can't imagine that they haven't lost the 30% of revenue that's necessary to qualify for that scheme. I guess the other thing with COVID-19 um, is the, the question which I'd like to ask you is the finding the balance in terms of providing information but not creating undue panic and alarm. And the, the media is right on the knife edge of this one. Yes, I, have. I don't know whether that's now a, a bit of a moot point, but that was definitely a debate in the lead-up to lockdown, you know, whether there was some media that were over-egging it, uh, calling for or, 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 or painting the situation as even more dire than it already is. But I'm not sure that you can really go too far overboard when it comes to COVID-19 because it's so destructive and so deadly and I guess has the potential to cause wide-scale societal collapse if it gets out of control. So, I mean, ugh, I, I I don't know. Are, are you saying that, that they should be calling for calm? No. <laughs> or, or that they shouldn't be as uh, over the top as I just was? Yeah, no, well, you haven't been over the top. Hayden, um, I, I no, I, I think on the whole, from what I've heard and what I've consumed, I think in the end that my response is that it's actually it's it's you can't expect us not to at the moment be broadcasting bad and concerning news, and so in a way, my response to that has been to ration how often I'm turning to news, and maybe one thing I'm also yeah. doing now is not on my mobile phone I'm not getting the alerts anymore because I just found I would click on an alert and uh, and my stomach would drop and so I'm rationing when I get it so that I've spent time away from the news it's probably a wise idea I mean there's there's a thing where people just say you know here's my self-isolation routine I wake up I go on my phone I check my phone all day for COVID-19 updates and then i go to bed again it's probably not a particularly healthy way to live that sounds like hell hayden that sounds like hell yeah it sure does and yet i can't imagine that i will do uh uh, will will practice a routine too much different from that i i don't know I if guess you have the, the self-control will... to do stuff like meditation and, and exercising and uh, all, all of the good stuff that you're meant to do, then full power to you. I guess the challenge then is is whether journalists will find other things to write about that people will want to read about or listen to or watch over the next few weeks. And who knows what might come yeah, up. Yeah, and, and, and in some ways that's just not possible. The whole sports section, for instance, that's one of the areas of extreme concern at NZME. What are the sports journalists going to do? There's no sports leagues pretty much operating anywhere in the world. Uh, the travel sections, you know, even life and style and entertainment, a lot of those are now 
completely out of action. You know, you can't go to the cinema. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we turn to for diversion has just completely gone and i guess we've been sucked into the more instead of COVID 19 coverage 24 7 and maybe that is something that the media now has to really get innovative with and really look for ways to provide a diversion when that's not uh, an easy yeah. thing to do thanks no, easy to thanks very much hayden that's hayden donald that was our midweek media watch